you just here, dude? You're my wife. What are you talking about? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams... Marion! Oh, come on, She's people. Here. You need to do Don't better than that. No, Marion. Marion, you leave him alone. This is not the time. What's she talking about? I'm sorry. Why is she saying what she's she, talking she about? Know he knows she's that saying. first. Come. Oh, you must bury the doll. Bury the doll. Oh, see, so you heard it. Go get the doll and bury it. Bury the doll. There's the answer. Like, yeah, because they say if you see her in your dream, then don't scream. So you don't scream, and then what? She kills you? There's only one purse. <laughs> or, or you do scream and she kills you? They didn't elaborate. The whole movie is based around it. They should have at least just made it better. Maybe that's why it's 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> we don't like your rhyme. That would have, like, upped this by, like, 10%. <laughs> A better rhyme. Welcome to another B-movie. This is Carrie, and that is... Yvette. Yay. Hooray. We're, we're here with another winner. <laughs> A great film. Another winner. <laughs> another winner. <laughs> winner, winner. Yay. Dead Silence. From 2007, they got a, a, a nice rating of 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yay! And that's why we decided to watch this. <laughs> Only the best for our audience. <laughs> and, and, it, and it stars the lesser Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> right! Directed by uh, James Wan, who I think most people know in the horror community because he did The Conjuring, Insidious, Saw, and Aquaman. And I loved all of those. I loved all yeah. of those. Mm -hmm. This isn't bad. I mean, it's not. No, it's it's, it's just not. uneventful and predictable. Yeah, I guess that's bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those movies that you're not going to be like invested in. You're just going to, you know, grab some popcorn, just relax a little bit, smoke some weed, and fall asleep. <laughs> Zone out a little bit. <laughs> It will give you nightmares, though. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely some frightening parts to it. I thought the style was really nice, the way that, that it was filmed. I mean, I can't say I didn't enjoy it because I did. I was watching it. I, I wouldn't say that I was absolutely captivated or anything. No. But <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It's just, you know, it it's okay. It's a, yeah, it's okay. It's a, you know, it's a fun little movie, you know, when you want to watch something scary and not too, too heady. If you're not that into horror, this won't scare you that much. So watch it with granny <laughs> and the kids. <laughs> granny and the kids. Oh no, I don't know. Gra granny might get insulted <laughs> oh by the way they portray another granny in this. <laughs> I don't know. Was she supposed to be a granny? All, all her her children were her dolls. Her her little Sad. children. It's like my life. <laughs> all of all of my dolls are my children. Ah. My dolls are my children. I love everyone. <laughs> this is very autobiographical <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I, was, I was cleaning out my closet, and boy, I, I have a lot of dollies too. I found my Mars Attacks doll. Which yeah. one do you have? Do you have the Chihuahua? No, no. It's it's the actual Martian. I want Sarah Jessica Parker on a Chihuahua body. I don't know. I don't know if they, they made that. Oh, they should have. Which one do you think is scarier? Slappy from Goosebumps? Oh, I for one think it's an electrifying presentation. <laughs> or 
are the dummy in this movie who oh, looks like Charlie know. McCarthy? I mean, this one's not that scary. I mean, he, he really just looks like Ted Cruz or Ted Cruz. <laughs> Donald just no. looks like, like a looks- tasty Ted Cruz. You share what it was like growing up in our family. She wouldn't tell anyone. She was my mom. There's some very personal details that I don't want to go into. When, when I was a little boy, she used to let me, when I was two and three years old, pull her hair, ripping clumps out of her hair. <laughs> he's like he's like a, a cross between Charlie McCarthy and Slappy from Goosebumps, what he looks like. I don't know. They could have maybe changed it up, made him look a little different. Than, I mean, all ventriloquist dummies think... are pretty scary, regardless of yeah. how similar they all did look. You, did you ever have one? I mean, this is a ventriloquist dummy. I did yeah. have one. That phase didn't last long. I remember getting the uh, the Mortimer Snurd dummy when I was a kid. My cousin had Charlie McCarthy. I don't know. It was kind of fun when we were kids. Do not use my lips. I was not destined to be a ventriloquist. (laughs) (laughs) That's Charlie Brown. I could do Charlie Brown parents. That's what you need, like Charlie Brown dolls. I don't know. There's always something creepy about ventriloquist dummies, though. What was that movie? Was it Magic? Magic, yeah. That dummy was a little creepy because it looked like the actor. What was his name? Magic with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and it looked like him. That's what was so creepy. I want an Anthony Hopkins ventriloquist dummy. Oh, my God. That would be scary. That would be. I would just have it sitting in my living room. (laughs) Keeping me company. So there's always something, you know, kind of creepy about those. Come stay with us. Like creepy dolls. So yeah. he did Annabelle also. Creepy dolls. Yeah. Expert Annabelle. But I guess the original doll was a Raggedy Ann doll from the for real. From the for real people. Of... It was just a little Raggedy Ann doll. Was... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that's, that's not, not very cool. scary. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that scary. No, Raggedy Ann dolls are not that scary. No, not at all. So I guess that's why they changed it up. Well, you need a doll that's eyes move. It looks like the bad seed. A ginger bad seed. It's blonde. No, Annabelle is like strawberry blonde hair. Not blonde blonde. Not like Nordic. Oh, I thought she was like, I thought she was all blonde. I thought she was, I mean, maybe that's the Mandela effect. We're from different time portals. Oh, shit. (laughs) And in my world, she has reddish hair. (laughs) She's evil. The doll that the Warrens had. The real doll. Yeah. Was actually a Raggedy Ann doll. That's doll. So I wouldn't think I would be afraid of a Raggedy Ann doll. Possessed by demons. <laughs> Can't move its eyes or its mouth. I know. Well, if it did, see if it was possessed by demons, maybe it did. I don't know. That would be scary. <laughs> the world of antique dolls, dummies. Yeah, that needs to be a walk through fun house yeah oh yeah that's the one thing we were saying as we were watching this is that it would make an amazing walk through for universal or not very or not yeah anybody who's putting together a walk through horror house please invest in 101 ventriloquist dummies behind glass cases that's that's expensive that that would be cool though a dead silence walk through i want that next year guys with an animatronic (laughs) Wahlberg. no no, 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 no animatronics. <laughs> the dummies would have scary. to be a little animatronic because, you know, you'd want their well, eyes, their to, eyes to move and maybe and their, their mouths, mouths to open. open. They follow you as you walk by them. Oh, God. You want to play? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> Chucky's the ultimate, right? Chucky. He's not a ventriloquist dummy. 
No, but he's a doll. Like he's like Annabelle. a pull string doll. He's like Annabelle. That's a whole different genre. Was Annabelle a pull string? I don't know. It's like I don't remember. I think Annabelle was just like an antique doll. I think she's just like a porcelain doll. Pull string dolls, porcelain, porcelain. dolls, ventriloquist dummies, clown dolls of any kind. Uh, clown dolls from Poltergeist, <laughs> the scariest thing ever. <laughs> Clown yeah. dolls are always scary. I used to have this clown doll when I was a kid and I just couldn't sleep if it was sitting like on my dresser. Yeah. I always had to put it in a drawer. Oh, God. I don't blame you. I would do the clowns same. Clowns just always scared me. I know some people that collect clowns and they love them. Oh, I know someone who collects weird, antique, creepy ass clowns. I just can't do the clowns. And she'll she'll put them up in her room and not, not bat an eye. She's fine with it. Nope. No creepy clowns. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so how does this lousy movie start? <laughs> really, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Yay. I like the way it started with, you know, the credits. They're showing... Like all the old-timey pictures and the ventriloquist. She, she's an older lady who looks like, like someone's granny. It's showing her... Her schematics. How to create these dummies, the drawings. The perfect ventriloquist doll. And and the way the drawings are, it's like you said before, it's almost like anatomical drawings. The style, the way it's stylized. Yeah, the first part was really nice. The old-timey film grain with the schematic drawings of the yeah. dolls and how they were built in all the old photos. And, and the fact that it's it's a woman who is creating all of these and you could see her little lady hands and you think, you know, that's, that's kind of cool that she's the one carving these. She's the one with the talent. And, you know, because usually when you think about, you know, ventriloquists, it's always, you know, men. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know of many female ventriloquists. I'm sure there is. There, uh, there's gotta be. I mean, ventriloquism isn't a big thing these days. Oh, hell it is. There's the ventriloquist really? con. <laughs> No. Is there really? You've no. been to it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a thing. You know what? It I could bet be a you thing. Right now, we don't know. I look it up and there and is a probably, There probably con. is. Where's the convention? <laughs> Where's the, let's go. They have enough dolls. They can put together a walkthrough. <laughs> Please do. We want that. I bet you there is. I'm going to have to look that up now. Should I look it up now? Yeah, why not? Oh. There it is. No way. <gasps> Ventaven right. International Ventriloquist Convention. All right, man. Click on it. There you go. There Holy they are. Holy crap. Oh, there's kids. Save the children. It's not all kids. <laughs> no, no, it's not us. all kids. There's just okay. all, all sorts of creepy dolls. <laughs> no way. I want to go. So 2022 is now accepting registrations. I knew it. I mean, come on. Vent Haven. Where's Vent Haven? Haven Convention. Anyway, it's July 13th through the 16th. Mark your calendars. I'm going. It's not like it's not like a Christian thing, is it? I don't know. I think it's Kentucky puppet storytelling magic. I want to get a picture of their poster. With the monkey. That's like that's for you right there. I know. Why is a monkey controlling a ventriloquist doll? I, I don't. I don't, I don't get it, but <laughs> it's like their, their mascot is like a grinder yeah. monkey. Not that look kind of grinder monkey. Oh. <laughs> and look at all these people at the 2021 wow. convention. There's hundreds, thousands. I don't know. There's a lot of people there. Wow. 
Holy moly. Look, they're even doing like a countdown. I know, oh. a countdown. Only 80 days to go. I mean, Amazing. I honestly, I wouldn't mind going. Yeah, just to see. Click here to see the fun. Oh, I want to see the fun. Do they have any devil devil dolls? No, a lot of regular kind of dolls, furry dolls. There's no furries, are there? Not furry people. It's not the furry convention. It's not, there's one of those two, you know that. <laughs> oh, I know. Is this guy like holding a chinchilla? Oh, it's a oh, pig. it's a pig. That just looks terrible. He's got his hand up the backside of a pig. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a female. Liz Von Segen. She's holding up her hands like, I don't have a doll. <laughs> Someone threw me a doll. No, I don't a have doll. a doll. She has no doll. <laughs> you know, ventriloquism seemed like to me it was like a bigger thing in the 70s. I think so, yeah. There was like because lots of ventriloquists back then. I think when, when I got my Mortimer Snare, it was probably late 70s. Yeah, it was it was around that time. It was like mid-late yeah. 70s, something like yeah. that. Ventriloquist oh, wow. dummies of Penn and Teller. This is huh. too much. We, uh, we've we got to like make our Amazing. way out there one time. Who Ooh, that thought? one's creepy. Well, Ooh. if nothing else, this movie inspired us to find the ventriloquist, ventriloquist convention. convention. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll see you at the ventriloquist convention. Yay! <laughs> That'll be fun. We are so getting off track. Well, this is the important part of the podcast right here. (laughs) I can't tell which one's the dummy in this picture. (laughs) Are there any Hispanics? I don't know. It's it's a very white convention. So far, I've seen a lot of people know Hispanics. It's a very, very... Anglo convention. Wow. Except for Willie Tyler and Lester. I mean, I think they're the only people of color there. That's weird. Don't Mexicans do this? (laughs) I don't know. I guess not. This is just something white people really, really enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see any Mexicans. Well, there you have it. It is real. Whatever you want. There's something. There's a convention somewhere. Convention for everything. Absolutely everything. Back to dead silence. So it starts off great with all mm-hmm. of the images, construction, drawings mm-hmm. of the dolls, and right. it's in grainy film. Then, then we jump to this young boy and his wife. And they're just having a normal evening at home. And there is a knock on the door. They open the door to find a big box. I don't know. It doesn't even say where it's from. Well, there's one way to find out. Oh, Jamie, you adopted us a baby. A baby? Honey, have you seen this thing? (laughs) Well, who would send you a doll? I have no idea. That's one thing I have to give this film. Every shot has like a little bit of a creep factor. They use light and shadow and dark Mm -hmm. and atmosphere really well. And so it's not just knock on the door, but it's kind of a creepy step towards the door then the knock on the door and that's when they go and and look to see what was left there addressed to jamie it just had his name that's it jamie asher so obviously it's not the post office no and there's no return address doesn't say who it's from nothing just has his name so they open it and what do they find a ted cruz doll (laughs) (laughs) that is frightening (laughs) at that point they would have thrown it out the window (laughs) they wouldn't have kept it <laughs> that would have been truly creepy. Yeah, so they, they 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 open the case and find the ventriloquist dummy that looks kind of like a Charlie McCarthy dummy or slappy. The wife makes a comment. Oh look, it's it's, it's our baby. This is our new baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, God. Little did she know. And Jamie is looks very upset and perplexed and you know what the hell where did this come from this thing's creepy but he didn't look that concerned he just wasn't into it and he just thought it was weird i mean if they were that concerned they would have been like get it out of here okay this is what's weird she recites the little poem you know beware oh my god this reminds me of that poem from when we were kids what poem oh you remember come on that old ghost story about the woman who had all those dolls Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. Something, something scary. Something, something, boo! And he seems like he doesn't know that saying. It's sort of like Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden took an axe. Gave her mother 40 wax. Yeah, so it's very similar. But it's not as elaborate. This is the first time we hear that. It carries the narrative all the way through the movie. Really should have been better. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as creative as the, the Lizzie Borden. It just seemed like a thrown together, last minute kind just, of a thing. Yeah. And, you know, if this is what the whole thing's about, and it's supposed to be like some folk tale, it's, it should be a, a better rhyme. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, make sure you never, ever scream. Done. Or she'll rip your tongue out at the seam. They never said the last part. Maybe they should have. I know. They should have said that. That makes it scarier. That actually does make it scary. But you know what? They never once said the entire thing. They never said the entire thing. Now I'm pissed. That would have made a huge difference. Because I don't recall (sighs) ever hearing that last phrase no they never said that last phrase and if they had said the last phrase then i guess it would have given away everything though anyway but you know what that would have been fun you do learn like at the very beginning that that the tongue gets ripped out the saying the rhyme is it's not that great it fell flat because they never finished it they should have just finished it so she mentions the phrase and why does she know it and he doesn't? Exactly. When he's from that town. He's from the town where all of this stuff happened. They're having a romantic time at home. And, you know, they're a young couple. They're just thinking about having children. And so that's why she'd mentioned that it's their child, because they've been trying to have a baby. They want to make a little family. And they're cute together. They're cute and they're couple. very cute. They're totally cute. And so he goes out to get Chinese because they're starving. The dolly and her are left alone. <laughs> and everything starts to happen pretty quickly. I love the way that they introduce the horror element. All of a sudden, slowly, all of the audio sounds start to fade away. Everything gets sucked out of the atmosphere. Right. Except for very specific sounds. What I loved is that they didn't eliminate everything. Everything. There's just bits that you can hear. And it's usually the movements the people are making themselves. I really liked that effect. That was cool. It made me feel like I was going deaf for a second, but. Right. And yeah, no, that's what's scary because you start to think, well, you know, you're losing your senses. You really feel it when it happens. I can imagine if you saw it in the theater, it would be even more intense. Definitely frightening. Whereas, you know, now there's so many different sound effects and everything going on. And what's the, the director? from uh, Midsummer and Hereditary. Amazing. They, they use these really 
crazy background sounds. It causes anxiety. Yeah, really subliminal. Yeah. That use of sound in this movie. I thought it was really effective. It was. Because at first you're like, what's going on? Why am I not hearing this? What's happening? You just feel like you're in an echo chamber. It's, it's, it's a cool effect. I liked it. He could, you know, probably use again in other yeah, it was, it's, movies. Yeah, it was totally because- cool. It really did what it was supposed to do. He used sound really well in The Conjuring also. It's like that moment in The Conjuring with the mm-hmm. hand clap. All of a sudden, oh, everything right, goes right. pretty silent. And then all of a sudden, you hear that clap. So the wife... She's alone now, and that effect happens where all mm-hmm. the sound is kind of sucked out of the room. And then you hear the scampering of little wooden feet. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And laughing of a, of a maniacal doll. <laughs> And um, he he attacks her. She walks slowly to the bed and she had left the doll there and just left it covered. Like a ghost under the sheet. Make it make it even scarier. (laughs) You know, like if I had a doll that was kind of semi child sized. I wouldn't put a sheet over it and have it sitting up there in my bedroom. I throw it in the trash. I throw it out the window. I know. <laughs> Out the window it goes. Give it to the dog. I know. <laughs> oh, God. So she's right. creeping up to this thing that looks like a ghost. She drags the sheet off of it and then she starts to vomit blood. <laughs> It's like you get like the sound effect of like a stabbing, but you don't see anything. You just kind of see the sheet moving and she's kind of underneath it too now. Right. Like the like sheet has a life of its own. And then she's then she's on the on the floor and you Rising. see blood coming out everywhere. She's vomiting blood and you don't know why. Right. Because you don't really see what happens. And then her husband comes home. He comes home and of course. Mm-hmm. You know, he's horrified and devastated. He finds her body. It looks like the the bottom part of her mouth and chin are gone. And there was just big gaping like a black gap. hole in her mouth. Right. Where her tongue used to be. She was missing her tongue. It was removed. And so he he's the number one suspect. The police show up and and minor Wahlberg shows up. <laughs> Donnie is Donnie Wahlberg. He, he goes completely CSI on him. Totally. You know what it was? Your mistake. It was the rose. Yep. Boy, I'll tell you. If I had a dollar for every time some guy gave his wife a rose on the day that he, you know, like that's an alibi. You're the number one suspect. Your fingerprints are everywhere. No one broke into the house. So what's your story? And then he shaves. And then he takes <laughs> shaves. his electric shaver. <laughs> that, that was weird. I don't get that. I guess it was supposed to be a quirk of his character, but I I, or his facial hair just grows like Rip Van <laughs> Winkle in two seconds. Minutes. He would have a full beard if he didn't keep shaving. <laughs> so bizarre. It was bizarre. But uh, they let him go because they don't really have any evidence so far, although he was the only one to see her. So he, he goes back to their apartment. And he's looking at the case that the doll came in and he notices a little rip on the inside of the box. He tears a little bit more of the cloth, revealing the name of the ventriloquist, Mary Shaw. Billy. Oh, Billy is the name of the doll. And then also where her theater was. And he should know because that's where he grew up. He grew up. <laughs> 
I'm sure his father told him about Mary Shaw and Billy. Right. I know. So that was just a little far-fetched. It's like, wait, why didn't he know this already? But okay. And then he go- he goes on the lamb. He- well, he goes back to uh, to his hometown, to Raven's Fair, to try and figure out what happened. Who sent him the doll? Why is his wife dead? What's going on here? So that's when he heads back home. An old little quaint town it's actually not quaint it looks like it's been totally decimated it's like a ghost town it is the whole town looks like it's falling apart all of the shops are closed and there's this one guy sitting on a bench stop reading a newspaper that's the only guy in town right you don't see kids running about shops are closed it's just there's nothing there anymore it's a dead town and he drives all the way deep into the woods past the dilapidated main street he goes to his house to his dad's house it's this huge estate right so obviously he comes from money yeah he comes from a wealthy family and the woman who answers the door is his stepmom very pretty blonde young woman looks like his age or even younger jamie oh i'm so sorry for your loss but i'm so glad to have you home oh My lord, you must think I'm so rude. We haven't even been introduced. I'm Ella. I'm, well, (laughs) I guess I'm your stepmother. So it was weird, you know, they're hugging and and she's, you know, I'm so sorry about what happened, blah, blah, blah. It's so good to see you, like they've known Uh each other for years. Right. But she's never met him before. The new wife. She makes a comment. Thanks. There's some things that you need to know about your father. I know everything I need to. father won't fight you, Jamie. He doesn't fight anyone, not anymore. Your father doesn't fight anymore, because apparently before he was an a-hole. Either verbal, physical, we don't know. So he doesn't have any fight left in in him anymore. No, he does not. So he goes up to talk to his daddy and Mm -hmm. stepmom in the drawing room. I came to ask you something. Do you remember when I was a kid, mom used to read me a poem? Do you remember what it was? What poem? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams... Be sure you never, ever scream. You know it. It's just a scary poem parents would tell their kids to keep them in line. It's more than just a ghost story. And the adults believed in it as well. We live in a small town, Jamie. Small minds breed small-minded superstitions. The dad just, he does not look right. And he's very pasty and gray. Daddy does not look well. At all. And he's in a, in a wheelchair. And, you know, he has like a little oxygen mask. And then she removes it and he's talking. And she stands dutifully by his side. Right by his side. A little bit behind him. A little behind him with her hand on his back. Yeah. And we're getting the feeling that something's... Something's not right. <laughs> And so we start to kind of put things together a little bit. The minute you see that, you're like, okay, I know where this is going. He's a dummy. He's a freaking dummy. (laughs) That's what we said right away. Her hand's like right behind him and she's just standing there like looking all weird. And and he's all pasty and has like a gray pallor. Almost like like his face is slightly painted or something, you know? The way they have him move his head, it's just side to side and up and down a little bit. Not like a normal man. Not like a normal way of of moving. (laughs) 
That's why he doesn't have the fight left in him. He has no fight left. He has nothing left in him. He literally has a stick up his ass. <laughs> he has a stick up his ass. He doesn't fight anyone. Not anymore. Ouch. Ooh. Oh my God. After the boy leaves the room, you know immediately there's something up because the stepmother stands away from the father and then ever so slightly, you just kind of see the head of the father kind of slightly drop down a little yeah. bit, droop mm-hmm. down. I mean, yeah. if you're paying attention, I'm assuming on a big screen, we were watching that on a small screen. Right. If I saw that on a big screen, I think it would have been glaringly obvious. Yeah. Yeah, because we picked up on it like so quickly. I don't know. I guess you're not supposed to. I mean, I, I don't think I, you're supposed to know that. But mm-hmm. see, that's what I'm saying. No, no real surprises, but fun. Maybe it's because we're so suspicious of everything anyway. We like that he's a dummy. Yeah, especially since he was an asshole before. I mean, it's kind of fun <laughs> that he's, you know, ventriloquist being, dummy now. And being manipulated by a young woman. <laughs> I know. It's fun. Because you figure he probably was such a horrible person throughout his life, manipulating women, beating them and, you know, verbally or physically. And now it's like, well, guess what? You're gutted. And now you've got a, a young woman who's completely manipulating you. Uh, you. You no longer have a voice, my friend. Uh, you will soon know her secrets. Yes. Okay. And so Jamie, the son, he leaves. He takes off. He's pissed. And he goes back to his little hotel. And that's when Donnie... Shows up. Detective Donnie. Thought I asked you not to leave the city. I came to bury my wife. You, you got a problem with that? Nope. Problem is, she's not the only one that you came to bury. So you've been following me now. And he's like, you can't get away from me. And he's shaving again. His little buzzing razor. Even though he said himself, he doesn't think the doll had anything to do with it, even though the right. kid implied it. Well, someone, you know, why would anybody deliver that? And then right and then right afterwards, my wife is dead. There's definitely a connection. But Donnie's like not having any. Like, no, no. But he no. still Come thinks on. that the doll should be put in evidence. Right. Which is weird because they would have taken it in the beginning. I know. They should have just taken it before. So it's the- like, what kind of crackpots are <laughs> handling this case? <laughs> what kind of detective are you? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, they're mishandling this case. Mishandling. Indeed. And so he comes and he's like, oh, I'm taking the doll. I'm going to go. And uh, I hope you don't mind. Taking our little friend here with me. See, as evidence. I'm going to sleep tonight with the dolly. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and he takes it with him and he, and he puts it in his room. He shaves with him. And he shaves with him. You know, I noticed you have very smooth skin. And he's like, how do you have such a smooth face? He says that to the doll. I know you start to wonder, you know, like, what the hell? Is there something <laughs> happening here that maybe maybe this is going in a different direction we're not aware of? <laughs> maybe he knows him intimately. They've been special <laughs> friends for a long time. <laughs> it's complex- how do you have that complexion? <laughs> we just see him shaving his face, but he really shaves his whole body. <laughs> you never know. He wants to be smooth all over like oh his doll God. friend. I want to be smooth. Like Billy. Good for you. Good for you, Donnie. Donnie and Billy made for each other. So then it's the next day. 
I know. And it's bizarre. It happens, and you think, oh, maybe something will happen to him. But nothing does. Nothing happens yeah. to Donnie. Right. We think, oh, he's going to get killed by the doll. And but then, then all of a sudden you see Jamie, the boy, with the doll. And we're like, how did he get the doll again? So how the hell did he get it? They don't really explain it. Did he sneak into the room or? Because you don't know. Oh, is it supernatural? You know, but it's not supernatural. It's nothing no. Like Apparently he just steals it, but they don't explain it. He steals it from a detective, from the detective's locked <laughs> hotel room but okay i guess he's good at picking locks or right they but... had a threesome <laughs> he took it that night oh, God. after the threesome <laughs> afterwards <laughs> oh this is becoming a totally different story but i'm liking it <laughs> you know i noticed you have very smooth skin oh yeah 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 so he has the doll and he goes to the mortuary. It's fa- it's a family mortuary. So Henry the mortician. It's a, it's an old family friend. Yeah. Small family run mortuary. He tells him that he's going to go ahead and, and take care of his wife's services. You. This is the first time you see Henry's wife. Not. I mean, she doesn't really have any impact on the story, but it's just like a quirky character that you run <laughs> into. She's feeding and petting her she's, stuffed raven, and she's cuckoo, and you know she's gone insane. Yeah, she's she's lost her mind. And she's just sitting in front of the the mortuary, just feeding her little stuffed raven. And that's the only thing she really talks to. Right. And so poor Henry, you know, he's running the mortuary himself and dealing with a crazy wackadoodle wife. And so he's reassuring Jamie that he's going to take good care of Lisa, his wife, and that once the coroner has conducted their inquiry, he will take her into his care and have the services. There's this uh, one scene right around that time where the wackadoodle wife, there's this little like a cubby to the bottom of the house. And she hides there sometimes when she gets scared or nervous. When uh, Jamie comes to talk to Henry, she's like, the presence is here. She's here. She's here. The spirit of Mary Shaw is here. Marion, I told you not to go down there anymore. Now come out of there and go to bed. She's here now. I know it. Marion, I don't have time to play games. She won't find me down here. Marion, I'm not going to ask you again. Let's go. Come on, come on. The silent times here. Go on. Go on up. I'll be up later. She goes and hides in that cubby because she's afraid because she can sense that evil presence is here. Henry goes down there. He's very sympathetic. He's very sweetly and he brings her out. And he brings her out, coaxes her out. And then right after that, they jump to a scene where the funeral is being conducted. After the service, you see a shadowy figure walking in the woods right behind the, the cemetery there. And so Jamie sees that figure and he goes to see who that figure is. And so we're not sure if it's, you know, Shaw's spirit or ghost or what. The dummy. Or the dummy running running amok. (laughs) But it's actually Marion again. The wife, the crazy wackadoodle. Did you see her? Did you? Oh, she killed your wife. Did you see her do it? Kill my wife? What are you talking about? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dream... Marion! She's here. No one's safe. No, no Marion. Marion, you no leave safe. him alone. This is not the time. No What's she talking about? I'm she, sorry, Jamie. 
She she doesn't know what she's saying. Come, I'm gonna take you home now. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You must bury the doll. And she's like saying the kids rhyme, but before she has a chance to finish it, the yes. final phrase, she gets like pulled away. Right, by Henry. But then you do see the grave where she was, was actually in front of Mary Shaw's grave. So you see that headstone, that marker, Mary mm-hmm. Shaw. Like right before she can finish the phrase and and before she can really say anything else, she's like, Billy needs to be buried with Mary. Billy needs to be buried with Mary. Because all of her dolls were buried with her. They're her babies. You need to put him back. So they have all these little graves for her dolls right next to her. It's just really weird. And there's actually... A headstone for Billy, right? Yeah, there's a headstone for Billy and all the other dolls. It is a very, very creepy scene, and I love it. I know. Wackadoodle. <laughs> yeah, I like that. After, you know, the funeral and everything, then we get a little bit more insight into Henry and into Mary Shaw, and to- into how she was buried and why she was buried the way she was and what happened to him as a boy. There are things you remember, and there are things you can't forget like the look on that woman's face when she died. Her name was Mary Shaw, the ventriloquist who lost her voice. Back when I was a boy, those were the glory days of Raven's Fair, and the town built itself a grand old theater, the Guignol Theater, out on Lost Lake. We get a flashback of her at her theater. There was a big theater that was built around this town on a lake that was meant just basically for her. And she lived there just for her because she was such a spectacular ventriloquist and they were all in awe of her. She was the entertainer of the whole village. She's performing at this theater and you see young Henry is in the audience as a little boy. Where is Billy? Billy! Where are you, Billy? I knew you were hiding out there. You then. Could you check under your seat for me? He's here. Would you mind bringing him to me? And he's like down there on the seat and he brings up Billy. It's so creepy. He's terrified. <laughs> Billy's hiding. <laughs> and then smart ass, smart alecky little kid from the audience is like, you're moving your lip. I can see it. <gasps> I'm sorry, mother. I, I can't help it. I can see your lips moving. Who said that? I did. I can see it. Her lips are moving. What do you say to that, Billy? Young Michael here doesn't think you're a real person. What do you mean, Mother? He thinks you're a dummy and that I'm doing your voice for you. But that can't be true. There's no way you'd give me all the good lines. Forget about him, Billy. There will always be doubters. I don't want to forget, Mother. I think we should show this boy just how real I am. I'm just as real as him. No, I'm afraid we must go on with the show. No. I'm as real as you are, Leave and I'll him show alone, you. Billy. I'll show him what Listen it's like, Listen to me, mother. that's enough. I'm as real no as you. More. Bring him up here. 
says a ginger ginger snap. <laughs> Mr. Ginger Boy. You know, little punk in the audience yeah, giving her a hard her. time, heckling her. You know, she gives him the evil eye. And we know, we're thinking, oh, this boy is in trouble. She's not happy with him. And she, you know, and she's she's an older lady. It's like, I'm too old for this crap ginger snap. <laughs> 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 oh, poor little ginger snap. Too old for this. Mm-hmm. So, so that happens, and we know that she's very displeased with this situation. We go to another scene where she dies, and we figure out that Henry was actually the son of the mortician at the time. Right. He was the mortician's boy. Ginger snap goes missing. And then the townsfolk, as they do, go rogue. Oh. They have their vigilante mob, and they go get Mary Shaw. Mary. Because they are convinced that she is the one that is the cause of the missing of the children. Missing children. Because it's more than one, but we know that Ginger Snap was definitely missing. They go to her home and they murder her, brutally murder her, and they remove her tongue. Her tongue. And so that she obviously can't be a ventriloquist anymore, even if she lives, right. because now she has no tongue. So she needs so to get her revenge. Evil. It yes, is evil. She- does so all these movies that townsfolk always go vigilante i mean she was just a nice little old lady ventriloquist who was just kidnapping children (laughs) (laughs) leave her alone the act is still good the show's good the show must go on she's a great performer (laughs) sure she has some quirks alone she's a little quirky whatever a little strange (laughs) and in her request the mortician was told this is this is very odd this This was the odd part it's like why would they even care what she wanted if they already think she's a child killer and they took out her tongue right why would they care what her wishes are they would probably just throw her in a ditch somewhere but anyway they listened to her request the mortician yeah she not only wants to be buried with her dollies (laughs) right because of her children because they're her children but she wants to be a doll herself Herself. and so Mm. the mortician henry like creeps down to the morgue in the middle of the night where the body's being kept billy's there right billy is there corner there and a couple of other little dolls staring at him because we're all gonna be buried together so we're all waiting little henry little shy henry climbs up to the coffin and it just can't bear his weight it's off balance pulling himself up on the side of the casket just to look over to see what she looks like. Oh, it topples over on top of him, the casket, which throws the body, of course, on the floor. (laughs) Right. And his dad hears the noise and comes down and sees poor little Henry underneath the casket. Little Henry starts seeing a vision of the old lady standing up with her crazy ventriloquist mouth all opened up and her eyes Uh are all funky. She's like, ah! And you can see the lines on the side of her mouth to make it look like she's a ventriloquist dummy. It's like a psych fest, you know? It's like she's up and walking around and it's terrifying him. And then the father comes in and then everything's kind of like back to status quo and she's lying on the floor. Henry, are you all right? Ever since she was buried, Raven's Fair has been plagued by death. And so we we get a little insight into what happened to Mary Shaw and why she doesn't like the townspeople. So Henry like is telling him the story and then Jamie finds these pictures that I guess the mortician had kept what was happening to a bunch of the families that right. had been part of the vigilante 
Yes. He is explaining that to Jamie now, the the whole story and how uh, most of the town was murdered and they would find their bodies with their mouths agape. Yeah. And their tongues missing. Families murdered. They were found without their tongues. They're posed in like family photos. So... And they used to do that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like what they did back in the day. They, they would set people up in like a natural pose, you know, in the family room, whatever they did. Or, and so they had know. a lot of these pictures of, of these people that were killed at the time, mm-hmm. but with their mouths agape and their tongues missing and their right. mouths looking like doll faces and their eyes all weird. And I know it's just a lot of creepy photos. That oh, he's my gosh. Through. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's letting him know that, you know, this is. It's the curse. It's the curse of Mary Shaw. And so he goes to the theater. So he had a map of the... It shows where, where the lake is and then where the theater is. And so you have to cross this little lake to get to the theater. So he has to get onto a boat, a little boat. A little rowboat. And he goes investigating at the theater because, you know, he wants to know what the heck's going on. He does have an encounter with Mary Shaw, but he knows better than to scream because of the old fairy tale. And he makes sure that he doesn't scream. He like holds his holds his mouth and doesn't scream. Right. He also finds a lot of her drawings. So a lot of her old books. He finds her mm-hmm. drawings. He finds her drawings for the perfect, perfect doll. Perfect doll. Right. He finds all this stuff. But he leaves Billy with Henry. With Henry and Henry's wife. She says she has conversations with him. Say something. Why have you gone so quiet? I'm putting you back where you belong. He talked to me. He talked to me. Stop it. He he did. He talked to me. He talked to me. He's been telling her something. He's whispering to her. She has a new friend. (laughs) She doesn't just have to hang out with her (laughs) raven. They're sitting in the parlor together. In the parlor. And she's just sitting there talking to him. And Henry's like, what the hell is going on here? He needs to Mm -hmm. go back into the grave. And so he's going to take him. Marion disappears. Yeah, and Henry thinks she's under the crawl space again. He thinks, oh my gosh, she's under the house again. Goes into the crawl space looking for her. And he, he's got his flashlight and it looks like he sees her back there. You see some movement. And so he's trying to coax her out under the house looking for her. And you see a little shadow behind the door and boom, the door gets shut behind him. And so now he thinks, oh, Marion shut the door behind me. And he's calling for her, and Henry's hitting the door. Marion, Marion, let me out, let me out. Marion, open this door, please. Marion. What does he see? Ghost of Mary Shaw. First, you just see the hands. <laughs> and then you see the like the face stick out. And he screams. He screamed and he shouldn't have screamed. You know the rhyme. <sighs> she ripped his tongue out at the scenes. <laughs> the scene. so poor Henry. He's gone. He's gone. Make sure you never, gone. ever scream. Jamie, the boy, he goes back, the young man, he goes back to his dad's to say, okay, I found Mary Shaw's books and all this other stuff. You know, he wants to know the story. He wants to hear the story from the dad. Right. Like, what do you know, dad? Obviously, you know, there's something going on here because he does see a picture of someone that looks like him. And the last name is Ashen, too. He goes back to talk to Papa and Papa's sitting at dinner. 
with his <laughs> wife having a delicious soup. And she's always so good to him. She's right there next to him, right by Aww. his side with his with her hand on his back again. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah, practically yeah, sitting yeah, in yeah. her lap. <laughs> They're oh, so connected. So loving. Such a loving couple. When me and my wife eat together, <laughs> she sits on my lap as I feed her her soup. <laughs> She's that close to him, feeding him his clam chowder. And the best thing is that he can speak while he's eating the clam chowder. And she's drinking a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Jamie, you're just in time for dinner. I'm not hungry. It's soup. Delicious, too, if I must say so myself. I'll vouch for that. As his eyes shift back and forth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he tells him the rest of the story. His great uncle was the, the ginger snap, the little redhead boy. Yeah, he was in the audience and he was the one who was causing all the trouble. Sit down. No, I want the truth. What does Michael Ashen and our family have to do with Mary Shaw? Fine. When he was a boy, your great uncle, Michael Ashen, Banished without a trace. For our family, there was only ever one suspect, Mary Shaw. So they dealt their own justice. They forced me to scream. Then cut out her tongue. Our family killed her? Along with others from Raven's Fair. But she didn't stay dead. She came back and took her revenge. One by one, each of the men involved were killed. Their tongues ripped out. And then the same thing happened to their wives. And then their children. And their children's children. All these years, you've resented me for sending you away. But I did it to distance you from this curse. Distance? Well, it found Lisa. Lisa's death made me realize we can't run from our fate. Spirits have long memories. She'll come for us in the end. The father tells him the story about how they all went out as vigilantes and our family all went and killed this woman. We're, we're part of it. And he basically tells him it's a curse of Mary Shaw on anybody who is part of this family. She wants to silence the entire family, anybody who was related to these people, that she doesn't want their bloodlines or anything to exist. She wants to kill all of them. She wants to silence all of them like she was silenced. She will exact her revenge. Yeah. So stepmama's got Papa on her knee and daddy is telling Jamie that he sent him away to protect him, that he just did it for his own good. Such a sympathetic dummy now. (laughs) Before he was such a bastard. He's an asshole. (laughs) Horrible person. Basically, Mary Shaw is using the father as a ventriloquist dummy to let Jamie know that he is cursed. Right. She's letting him know. They're doomed. Yes. You're, You're done. You're toast. Mm-hmm. Bye, Jamie. And then Mr. Wallbanger. What's his name? <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger. Well, Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. He's like, you cannot get away from me. He finds him there with his father yeah. at the estate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't get away from me. I've got a shotgun in my car. Yeah, let's go. If you are not, you're going to go to jail. Yeah. 
It's you who won't answer my questions, Jamie. That's why I'm gonna arrest you for stealing evidence, and then I'm gonna sit you down, and you will- What do you want me to tell you? Something less perplexing than a ghost story. While he's there talking to Donnie Wahlberg, Henry calls him on the phone, of course. Is it Henry? But we know Henry's gone. And so he gets a phone call from Henry saying to meet him at the theater. Jamie, it's for you. They said it was urgent. Hello? Who is this? Henry? I can prove it. Henry, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. I, I can prove it. I can... You didn't kill her. There's a way. At the theater. Meet me at the theater. Right. And he's telling Donnie Wahlberg, I gotta go to the theater. I've gotta help Henry. You can come with me and we're going to figure it out because it's not me and I need to know who did this. you got to let me go. Right. And Donnie's like, nope, you're coming with me. I'm going to put the cuffs on you. Jamie's like, no way. And he belts someone. Takes off. Donnie, of course, isn't fast enough to catch him. <laughs> he never is. Because he's too busy shaving. He's too busy <laughs> shaving all the time. <laughs> he's still shaving, trying to catch him, but you know, just, just not fast enough. <laughs> so we get a car chase. They mm-hmm. end up at the lake. Jamie hops in the boat and gets over there and he starts exploring. He starts hearing Henry's voice in the distance. He hears Henry. Come on. You have to make characters stupid enough to walk into these things to even have a movie. (laughs) If Henry's going to call you and say, we got to meet here because I've got some evidence for you. You're not going to hear him lurking in the shadows. He's going to meet him at the front. He would say, I'll meet you in the front. Bring a gun. Bring every weapon you have. (laughs) Bring everything you've got. Bring some gasoline and some matches. We're going to burn this mother down. (laughs) Right. He would be doing something. He wouldn't be like whispering from the trees somewhere. Hello? Where are you? Henry! Jamie. Jamie. So he keeps being drawn into the theater. Come on, dude. Where's the voice coming from? Where is Henry? Henry's not playing hide and seek with you. (laughs) I don't even think Henry would have gone there because Henry was kind of scared. He was afraid. Henry was kind of old, too. It's like he wouldn't have been able to crawl up the scaffolding to the still lapidated old theater. He had a a great fear of all of this. Yeah, he wouldn't have done it. But of course, he doesn't have a clue. And so he keeps going deeper and deeper into the theater. (laughs) Into the labyrinth. Yeah. And then we get a jump scare when Donnie Wahlberg somehow without a boat and not getting wet, he was able to get to the island. He's special. He's very especially flew over. Henry, guess again. <laughs> he used his, his trench coat. <laughs> he was like jumped from a tree like a squirrel monkey. <laughs> you know, it's just Donnie. It's not Mary Shaw. It's not Henry. It's Donnie. Donnie with the shotgun. The giant shotgun. Oh my God, yeah. All of a sudden he hears Henry also. He hears Henry's voice too. And he's like, oh my God, it is Henry. And he's like, okay, let's investigate this then. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're right. I do hear something. I don't think you're full of shit anymore. And so he follows him up to the room where Mary Shaw creates all the dolls and everything. Her woodworking room. Her woodworking room. (laughs) She was hard at work. So Jamie is standing by a distant wall and very ominously says, no matter what, don't scream. And he disappears, and we think he's disappearing into another dimension or something, but it's really just a false wall. Right, right. And Donnie Wahlberg sees this. And he follows behind. They find this whole mysterious other room. Mm -hmm. And this is where the cool, this cool wall of 
ventriloquist dummies. This is the dummies. best. Oh. Previously, which we kind of skipped over, is that Donnie Wahlberg goes to try to unbury all of the dolls that were buried with Mary. But they were all missing. And Mary has kept them all in this room in their own little precious cases mm-hmm. on this wall of 101 dummies. And with, with a glass in front of them. So you can still see so clearly each doll. It's actually beautiful. Unique, precious, creepy dolls. Precious little children. Precious little creepies. <laughs> Each one. And of course, the one doll that is out on its rocker, <laughs> sitting and watching over everyone mm-hmm. as, as they will do. The creepy little ventriloquist clown <laughs> doll. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who was that? Did she kill a clown? Right. Like, I thought these were all children. Did she also kill a clown? Which I wouldn't blame her. You know, I'm telling you, it was a clown at a kid's party and she took it too. Thank God. <laughs> that one needed to go. No more clowns. No more clowns. You should just have a wall of <laughs> ventriloquist clown dolls. Horrible. Basically, her spirit has embodied this clown doll. Now Donnie Wahlberg knows. He understands now. Okay, there is a real specter, and she is after everybody. She's pissed. Yeah. This is also when they discover perfect little doll. Ginger Snap. Yeah. She has like jars of eyeballs, little baby dolls everywhere. Right. Oh, the ventriloquist dolls are all along the wall, and in the corner is little Ginger Snap. The little boy that heckled her at a mm-hmm. show all those many years ago is now a little petrified, mummified ventriloquist dummy in the dark corner of the room. Yeah, you can you can see he's like half half human, half doll. It, it was almost like she wasn't quite finished with him. After that discovery, all the dolls begin to stir and become animated. Oh, and I love this. All the dolls in synchronization all start to turn one at a time looking towards something moving their eyes so they're all looking at something and then donnie and jamie are like what the hell is going on and what are they looking what at is going on and there we see rocking back and forth in the chair creepy clown doll. <laughs> really horrible you think it's going to be mary shaw but it's clowny her spirit inhabits these dummies that she created and so it's rocking there in the corner and then all of a sudden the spirit of mary shaw emerges from the clown doll from behind it mary shaw who's there show yourself come on what do you want to silence all those who silenced me. Is that why you killed Michael Hashin? So hard to construct the perfect doll. Wahlberg sees this and shoots at the doll. Don't scream. in the dolls. What? She's living in the dolls. Destroy the dolls. And then her spirit dissipates. 
and of course goes into another doll and you see them morphing that was that really cool the yeah way they did that, that was scene. cool now she has all these children all right. these dolls that she could use she can, as a portal she can materialize her face morphs with the dolls as she inhabits them it's totally yeah cool. you can see it actually morphing out and then moving to the side and then it would leave and pull back and then go into another doll. Whenever Donnie would see it emerging from one of the dolls, he would shoot it, and then, of course, the doll she, would be destroyed. And then she would, her body would emerge into another doll. This is the best scene. Yeah, that is definitely. Finally, Jamie, who has a lantern, burns them all, and then there's no portal for her to, for her to inhabit. Except for, um, there's one <laughs> doll they haven't gotten, and that's Billy. She's still chasing them. They're running away from her. And Donnie Wahlberg ends up falling from the scaffolding. But because he's falling, it's not he's screaming at her so much. He's screaming because he's falling. And then it's like opportunity. (laughs) Yep. Tongue gone. Perfect opportunity. He screamed, pal. Yeah, that's it. No more Donnie Wahlberg. No, No more. Oh, no. Now it's just poor Jamie. Jamie knows it. So he's holding on to the scaffolding. He's and he's holding his mouth closed, not screaming. He's just doing his best not to do just it. Hold it together. Hold it together. And she's just terrifying. He escapes. So he finally gets out, rushes to Henry's house to see what's mm-hmm. going on there. And he sees Miriam. Oh, so sad. And she's on the floor. And she's cradling poor Henry in her arms. His mouth is just ripped open. The tongue's gone. And she's just cradling him. And it was just so sad. And of course, you know by now that any tongue that she steals, she can mimic it. Their voices. Perfect. Jamie sees this and is like, of course, it's so sad. And he goes back to get the final doll. And he goes back to his mansion, his his home. His family home. Oh, boy. To see Papa one more time. (laughs) Papa, where's Billy? So he runs up into the mansion and he goes to this room and he sees this big thing covered with a sheet and you're like, what the hell's going on? And he throws the cover off of it. It's Billy. Billy in a baby crib. <laughs> baby Billy. Baby Billy's still there. He can't get rid of Billy. But he tries. He's the first. He's the first born dummy. child. Yeah. And so this is when you find out, quote, the shocker. <laughs> I mean, everything's coming together at this point. And so Jamie looks for his father, and when he finally sees him, he's sitting in his chair, but he's drooped over. Mm -hmm. He just looks pale and dead. But of course, stepmom's not there. So he can tell there's something really freaky going on with daddy. Right. (laughs) Daddy's, you're not well. Something going on here. looking good. His eyes are wide open, and he's got a blank stare on his face, and he's all stiff and pallor and pasty. Right. And that's when we find out the truth about daddy because he tries to wake him up and he just kind of kind of slumps over. And then you see in his back, it's hollow. It's hollowed out. And he's got a stick. And then we just see this flood of flashbacks of how she was manipulating his head whenever he was talking. (laughs) She's moving that dowel in his back. (laughs) When she was feeding him chowder, it was just going down the pipe. And it was just falling at the bottom. So that's pretty disgusting. disgusting. Because even though he's hollowed out, you can still see, you know, where his rib cage was cut. Would have been and everything. She was using him as a ventriloquist dummy. That's when you find out, okay, the young woman is actually Mary Shaw. 
Mm-hmm. She's inhabiting her. And then you also see flashes of the book. In the book, it's like how to make the perfect doll. Right. That was her goal, making that perfect doll. And there's pictures of daddy. And the perfect doll is the stepmom. Well, she was trying to perfect all these dolls. And right, she embodied right. this. This woman, this young woman. The final scene was pretty spectacular. It was just like this crazy, like fast montage. All the clues. All of this is like rushing into his mind. Like it's all, all the clues are coming together. And now it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I take it I wasn't the easiest person to get along with in the past. But I've changed. Jamie! Soup! Delicious, too. I'll vouch for that. Jamie, I can prove you didn't kill her. Jamie! So glad to have you home. He just can't handle it anymore. He's staring at the stepmom who's like right behind him. And he turns around and looks at her. And she says, Now, who's the dummy? (laughs) And her face kind of like half morphs into the old lady. And then he's like, ah, and then you see her ghost just like, fly through him and his tongue is gone no more tongue and then you see this flash of old timey pictures of people (laughs) who have all turned into dolls so she got her revenge like who you know that's the one thing about this is that mary shaw gets everyone absolutely everybody the whole town in the whole town's gone yeah everybody's gone oh except for miriam and the raven because miriam never her family didn't go after her and maybe she doesn't have a tongue i don't know <laughs> she does. She was talking. She was talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it wasn't her family. So she's no. her and the guy with reading the newspaper are the only two in the town. In the dilapidated town. <laughs> Those are the only two people left. Everybody right. else died. Everybody else Even Wahlberg dead. died. Yeah. He wasn't he one just, of them. He just happened to wrong be part place, of, wrong yeah. time. Yeah. So uh so, like I said, not completely un- unentertaining. Definitely worth no. watch. I would watch this again. I'd watch this a few times. Yeah, I'd watch it again. It's, it's one fun. of those things that you just kind of want to have playing in the background. In the background, exactly. Exactly. While you're having a nice dinner. <laughs> oh, clam chowder. <laughs> when you have friends and family over. Over for clam chowder. <laughs> over for clam chowder. You just want to play in the background. <laughs> yes. The thing about it is that even though you knew where it was going. You liked, it's like going on your favorite ride or, yeah. or on a roller coaster. It's like, you know where it's going. It's still thrilling and it's still entertaining. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I think it's worth more than 21%. From I do. Tomatoes. Critics gave Night of the Comet like 79 <laughs> and they gave this 21. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because Night of the Comet is 80s and... There's that nostalgia that. Okay, you know, I'll give it the nostalgia points. An extra 50 nostalgia points. <laughs> it was, it was our time, our time, the 80s. I know. I mean, I liked that too. Um, I think this probably could have inched up a little bit higher than 21%. It wasn't horrible. But they, I definitely think they should have added that last line. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. That would, that would honestly, have, that would have made a huge difference if they had started from the very beginning with the entire rhyme. murder rhyme. Yeah. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure you never, ever. Huh? I think it would have gone up to at least 50%. Yeah. If you sure. haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah. It's worth watching. It is. Just for the acting. The woman who played Mary Shaw. Oh, she was great. Her name is uh, Judith Roberts, and she was in Orange is the New Black. Oh. That's why she looks familiar. Oh, I was wondering. Yes. Okay. She was in Eraser. I know who she is. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell when with the makeup and stuff. She's always in shadow and stuff. Yeah. And one of my favorites, I don't know if you've watched uh, the Nosferatu series. It's from the um, the novel by Joe Hill, Nosferatu. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love that series. She was in it. She's done a lot. Yeah, she was perfect in this. Absolutely, perfectly cast. The thing is about it is it's like nothing's bad about it. No. The casting's good. The directing's good. The cinematography's good. The yeah, I mean the storytelling's fun. There really isn't anything I could say was flawed about it other than things could have been not maybe so obvious. But right. even with that, it was a fun movie. The actors were good. The storytelling was fun. The sound effects were really good. The, the effects, the visuals were, were fun. Yeah, because even because sometimes they would even come up with um, like different visuals where you're looking through his eye. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I, I liked it. it. Me too. It was fun. It's no demon witch child, but... <laughs> Oh, horrible. (laughs) Hey, if there's a movie you'd like us to watch or review, let us know. Um, Find us. A ventriloquist convention you want us to attend. (laughs) If you want us to attend. We'll go. What the heck? Why not? Oh, hell yeah. Email us at anotherbmoviepodcast at gmail. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anotherbmoviepodcast find us let us know what you think give us a nice review rate us on spotify and itunes and thanks for listening guys namaste (laughs) namaste (laughs) we are so peaceful namaste (laughs) yay Yay. another one in the can Ray. Cool. <laughs>